0: question do you think it's over
1: Sydney? I think someone on the film is trying to find Sid. The killer leaves a photograph
0: after each murder of Sydney. It's happening again. When you're friends with Sydney, you die. What if the killer Sydney Prescott? I mean what the hell ever happened to her? She's probably off in the woods living like the fucking unabomber man.
2: <laughs> I'll just make a movie someday. Oh
3: not dreaming i am not crazy he
0: was there in woodsboro what the fuck is this anyone including the main character can die this means you sit the producers told us that there are three versions three different characters die next
1: and you're obsessed with her daughter what do you know about trilogies
0: well, all i know about movie trilogies is that third one all bets are all now that we're all here the party can begin the night watch zone it's over prime welcome to the channel ladies and gentlemen we have got the whole crew here killian coriander and special guest steven is back with us from Craven. something scary how's it going guys we're going to be talking about scream three woohoo yeah we are yeah yes we are Uh, the best movie in the trilogy mm. maybe i'm just i'm just mm. i'm just playing. i'm just started off like that hot
2: take on the, <laughs> hot take right at the beginning
0: <laughs> definitely the most misunderstood that's for sure um so let's just see who we have in the chat and we're going to get going on this really quick um of course we've got patrick in the chat um saying hello 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 to everyone thanks patrick hey Hey. (laughs) we've got jen jen's in the chat saying good evening friends how's it going jen hi oh we have krypton in the chat saying happy weekend i'm way too silly beans to watch live but i came to hit the like awesome channel (laughs) (laughs) thanks we appreciated that um let's see we got clinton in the chat saying sup What's up, when What's <laughs> you? <Sup? doing>? <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Oh, cool. Uh, Rusty's in the chat too, saying, "Sup, zoners? All bets are off. My second yeah. favorite of the series." All right. Rock on. Hi. Cool. Right? Cool. And David saying someone has taken their love of trilogies a step too far. <laughs> True enough. <laughs> True enough. Okay, guys. Let's let's get into this. This is to me anyways um, probably the most misunderstood of the original uh three movies so i figured we could talk about some of the high points and kind of get a sense uh whether those things are just those feelings are justified or not so i'm just going to go around um the panel i'll start with you kill and then steven and then coriander let's start talking about obviously in the beginning of the movie we've got an opening scene and of course every movie since the first movie is trying to live up to a great opening scene. So, Kill, what did you think of the opening? I loved the
1: opening to this one mm-hmm. because, out of all of the movies, this one actually carried weight because you had an actual mainline character mm-hmm. in it. You know, you had Cotton, and you know, and and I enjoyed seeing Cotton like have his life together. You know, he had mm-hmm. some fame and stardom, and you know, on top of this, he had a lovely girlfriend, but the killer has a new toy this time with the voice modulator mm-hmm. which adds a whole new level of creepiness to it and you know I, I i'm not i'm not gonna go too far into to my thoughts but i love this opening i really Okay. Do.
0: all right okay and how about you steven how do you think that this opening uh, kind of compares to the others
2: yeah, I liked it as well. I hated it at the same time, though, because mm-hmm. I was really, I was becoming a fan of Cotton, especially the way Scream 2 ended, where mm-hmm. Sid kind of like acknowledges, hey, I'm sorry by giving him the fame he wanted. And he, and now, and, and, and to Kill's point, you see him now, he's got the, you know, the show, he's popular, he's got the billboard up there, and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, good for him, you know, he's finally at a place where... He's happy now, and he's not always just trying to be like a stalker boy in the background. And I was hoping we would have had him for more of the movie. I really do. I would love to have seen him be a part of the investigation. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, just I, I love the actor, too. Leaf Striber. I, I think he's fantastic. Ray Donovan, hello. Oh, and, yes. Uh, man, he's so good. So anyway, uh, but overall, I thought it was done well. And we have the introduction of the, the interesting voice changer here which we'll talk about, I'm sure, later on, uh, mm-hmm. but really comes into play. But, yeah, it was a good opening. I just was sad to see him go, and yes. so soon, that was all for me.
0: I, I agree. How about you, Coriander?
3: I enjoyed this opening. You know, you had, you had, like you all have been saying, this new voice changer where he sounds just like Cotton, and his girlfriend believed it. And I could totally get why she freaked out on him the way she did and how it all went down. And when he tried, you know, look behind you. And yeah, right. it was tragic. And yeah, Cotton really got it. So yeah.
0: I know, man. It, it it's really a good said... way to
3: go out. It was brutal.
0: Yeah. You know,
3: but mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was sad because, yeah,
0: Yeah, like it, it Stephen said, yeah it surprised me i i didn't expect it and and i really thought that they were setting cotton up to be at least in the movie a little bit more and i also really enjoy uh leaving this in this role and i had been wanting to see more of him and i thought that's what they were going to give us but then again you know the scream franchise does that quite often Except for when it comes to the (laughs) OG three. They're off they're off limits. You know, kill you remember when we used to talk about uh the Walking Dead, you had, you know, like the Fantastic Four, the Fabulous Five. You you can't kill those guys until way, way into like the sixth or seventh season. But um (laughs) but yeah, it, it was interesting. Uh real quick too, just to uh check in with these guys, Dan's in the chat saying, Hey guys, uh, hey. Popping the popcorn. Hey. Katie's in the chat saying hi, everyone. Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, Rusty saying loved seeing Cotton slashed. He died. Well, he was welcomed into Stovercore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but okay, so the opening is there. We also, uh, obviously, we see what Nev Campbell is up to um, as Sydney. And you know, again, I just want to take a moment because I'm going to give it to you guys. But I just think that as a character, as a final girl, quote-unquote final girl, I think that she just... She's one of the best in, in, in horror movie history. I really, really think so. And to have a third movie where they're trying to continue to expand her character, I think um, she just did a hell of a job. But, Kill, what did you think of her now working, you know, as, as basically a counselor? I, I, you know, look, I love Nev
1: Campbell, and I love her uh, in these movies. And she... You know this is her franchise and i loved watching her evolution you know she went from high school stu- student and had you know ptsd mm-hmm. to a college student that had ptsd to now she's an adult who helps people with PTSD. you know she, she's a mm-hmm. counselor right. and she's also a recluse because she wants to stay off the grid and mm-hmm. just try to l- find some life Of her own, outside of you know the Woodsboro massacre, Mm -hmm. and the way she plays it is is so beautiful and strong yet fragile. Mm -hmm. You know she's being strong for the the women that she's helping on the hotline, but she has her own fragility fragility, and she's using this as an outlet to kind of cope with her own
0: you know uh, events in her life. So I, I loved I loved it. I agree. I agree. How about you, Stephen?
2: Oh yeah, she's just amazing. I mean, every movie I think you just see her and I think 3 she really shines. Mean, she shines in all of them frankly, but in 3 you see a mature a maturing in her that you didn't see in the first two. And and it's a natural progression and I credit not only Kevin but Wes for directing her in this manner because you he really brings it out of her in these scenes and a lesser actor or actress would, would, would have failed miserably, but she pulled, she's so well at her craft. And it's like, it's like riding a bike in terms of like when you see her, you just automatically inside you are like, Oh man, here's Sydney, you know? And, but look at her growth and her maturity. And while she's still fighting the demons, you know, she sees her mom in her nightmares. And some might even argue that in in the set scene later in the movie, when she hears mother talking, that could be in her head. We don't know. They were they, you you'd go either way on that. But the point is, yeah, she's she sees her. She's she's still fighting her demons, but she has learned so much. And to Kill's point, she's helping people that are in similar situations with trauma. And I think that's just a wonderful arc for her. And mm-hmm. I think her maturity is, is just amazing. Her growth as an actor, because what a difference from Screen One, where she was amazing. But you're right, she was in high school. She was yes. more naive. You see that immaturity. And now you see her, we're like, man, just completely changed from all these events. And it's realistic because if we would have had, if Wes had had her in there like she looked and appeared in Scream One, it wouldn't be believable, would it? You right. know, you, you would. You, she's showing that effect of these events on her life in the character. So yeah. I think it's compelling, frankly. I think it's well, well done.
0: I agree. I absolutely agree. Uh, and Coriander, for you, you know, obviously when we catch up with Gail, you know, she's doing Gale-type stuff. What, what did you think? First of all, and, and let me just put it up here. Shout out to Courtney oh. Cox's haircut, which David Arquette has taken full credit, you know, <laughs> for uh, helping to uh, make bank. that happen. Those let me banks, just, yeah. man.
2: night. man. Let me say about this picture right here. Some have argued, and I think very compellingly, that the actual real villain in Scream 3 is the Banks. <laughs> uh, right
3: <laughs> Good those one. bangs Good. were before her time those oh, you, anyway. like everybody has those bangs now you know right,
0: right. but would you would you think of Gail you know coming off she's doing the, the the lecture and obviously finds out about cotton's death what did you think of how Courtney portrayed her in this particular movie
3: I mean this role was made for Courtney she can't really do wrong so I enjoyed her you know she's Living her life like you expected she would be. It's a bummer that her and Dewey aren't together. But you know, it's nice to see that she's, you know, giving lectures. She's like what on entertainment tonight or something. So she made it pretty big.
0: Yeah, she did. She did. Yeah. And Lamar's in the chat too saying, Good evening. What's going on, man? How you doing? Um, and of course, we, we meet um, the new cast. Um, this is obviously taking place in Hollywood, and they're doing their whole, you know, Stab 3. And of course, and you wouldn't expect it, but of course, that's where we finally come up uh, in contact with David Arquette do we? Who, <laughs> this scene was just great. But Kill, tell me what you thought about Dewey and, and some of these new castmates. Me in particular, I thought Parker Posey was great um, as Jennifer trying to impersonate Gail. Yeah, Parker Posey, she's always great. And and unfortunately,
1: out of all of them, she's the one for me that stands out the most. Uh, and she, she, she survives a pretty decent amount of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I loved how they're all kind of, you know counterparts of the real characters especially the guy who's portraying dewey you know (laughs) in the stab movie he he was funny Mm -hmm. and you know you got jenny mccarthy in there uh i i enjoyed them they they didn't spend too much time focusing on them because they're all kind of surrogates for past characters or current characters that are still alive and and i love how for the most part they're all very self-centered actors and actresses <laughs> you know? so, I, I, so I, just, I just love that juxtaposition you know when they're like really being serious like oh man i got to get a better agent and you know it's like so, so this, this movie the meadow once again they raise it to another level this time with like the hollywood angle
0: mm-hmm. which yes I,
1: I i liked i liked a lot
0: Absolutely, absolutely, uh, and Stephen. As we move on, I mean, w- you know, we can touch upon um, uh, Sarah's death scene, and also mm-hmm. when uh, uh, Dewey finally catches up with uh, Courtney Cox. Um, what, what were you thinking of that first death scene and how that all played? I thought it was it was it was not extravagant by any means, but I thought it had some really cool moments, especially that scene with all the ghost face costumes and stuff <laughs> like that.
2: Yeah, man, that's you know again, and it wasn't extreme or anything, but. I loved it when the first time I saw that and even now even when she walks in there and you know she creeps in the room and then behind her is all these ghost face masking costumes I'm like, wow look at that shot I mean, my gosh how yeah. tor- how terrifying is that? And you kind of knew what was going to happen, but but you know, but she doesn't know. She thinks the threat is outside, mm-hmm. not in the room. And so I loved that scene. I thought it was great. And I know the violence, the the gore was cut back because of the temperament at the time, and not just scream, but other horror movies. So yeah. you know, it, it was it affected all of them. And so they, I'm okay with that. I understand. You know, you got to understand. People have, who are watching it now for the first time may not remember. The climate that we were in at that point when filmmaking when it came to gore and the columbine and all that stuff that had happened so they dial that stuff way back i think uh but anyway i love the scene i thought it was a great scene and you know as far as the banter with dewey and gail i mean that's classic when they're walking together and he starts quoting the book <laughs> the lines from the book she wrote mm-hmm. about him you know right and he, and he gives one of, i don't have it memorized but he gives that, that that another one of those long sequences where he talks about how how do you know that my dumbfounded stuff was not just the lure and you know that whole scene is brilliant i just think it's great so it's one yes. of my one of the favorite scenes of the movie is they're bantering and corianna you mentioned earlier it was a shame they weren't together and i agree but i love the process of them getting together as the movie progresses yeah. and we start right. off with that scene outside right where they're talking and they're bantering and Mm-hmm. And then we see eventually later on, of course, how they, they come around, but absolutely, I love those scenes night. Those are both great scenes to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, and, and it kind of gives it some emotional weight too. You know yes. what I mean? Because it's the interplay between these characters, especially when you're talking about Dewey and Gale. And with that in mind too, uh, Coriander, I know one of your favorites from um, the other movies uh, was Randy. And we do have that scene where they, they found a way you know to make (laughs) it so we could have a randy scene what what, first of all would you think of the scene what did you think about uh what he was talking about as far as the rules for the trilogy and and so forth
3: this is a great scene and i mean randy was a great character and it's too bad that he got killed off and he couldn't be like the in the original og because he should be Mm -hmm. but i thought Mm -hmm. that you know it was great and what he was telling them, you know, made sense. It's crazy how they made these movies kind of flow with these rules. So, yeah, it made him look like a friggin' little evil genius. So, yes, yeah, it was great. I
0: agree. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah, I, I love Randy, man. I really, really do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as we kind of go on, and Kill, I'll give it to you in a second, but and and i just want to say this too you know gail is basically trying to help the police out because she wrote the definitive book on the woodsboro murders and so forth and obviously dewey is working on the set as a technical advisor sydney is 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 hidden off which i thought was obviously a smart thing it made sense as far as real life stuff and basically dewey kind of gets you know pushed into contacting her and so forth and all that type of stuff but kill this was like, I think, and Coriander, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is like almost 50 minutes into the movie before Nev Campbell is on screen, you know, with Dewey and Gale. Now, there was a lot of things going on behind the scenes. Um, and of course, a lot of people, one thing that they talk about with this movie is that there's, there's a lot less Sydney. Well, obviously there were things going on behind the scenes where nev campbell was shooting another film at the time i think she had like 20 or 25 days to film and so forth but kill what i'm asking you is did that hurt the movie for you because i know you're a big nev campbell fan i know you're a big sydney prescott fan what do you think about that and the choice to have some other characters fill in the vacuum left by sydney i
1: i i felt that it didn't ruin it for me because it it went with the story you know it it went with the whole in my opinion her wanting to stay off the grid stay off the radar and kind of cope in her own way and obviously what brings her out is getting that phone call from Ghostface. like oh my gosh they finally found me so now i gotta you know come out of hiding um but even though she's not with the rest of like the gang uh you still get plenty of nev you know just Mm -hmm. Her like especially there's a there was a scene with her and her father yes. that I thought was really really nice you know because she's just she just asked the question why did she do it why did mom do it mm-hmm. none of this wouldn't have, would have happened if it yep yep that's the scene if mom didn't cheat on you none of this would have happened mm-hmm. <clears throat> which we find out that no it still would have happened <laughs> but you know maybe yeah. differently yeah <laughs> but. but but right. just her just that sequence of her and her father and the actor who plays her father he, i i really felt the chemistry of like man he really cares for his daughter even though she's an adult now mm-hmm. uh but he you know he's like you know i i don't have those answers and you know maybe you should come back and, and c- come back home and 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 this and that you're out here by yourself so he cares for her but but nev also just is still trying to ask these questions and of course she's seeing. Images of her mom and nightmares and so forth. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't I didn't feel that I was cheated out of Neb. Mm-hmm. I just felt that maybe I was cheated out of her interacting with the rest of the
0: gang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And Rusty was saying that um, that she he likes uh, Sydney, but was fine with highlighting Dewey and Gale more. And and I think that mm-hmm. that was it was actually it probably was a blessing in disguise to a certain degree because I think that Dewey and Gale's characters had. You know kind of grown into really getting on that same level with Sydney as far as just just really front and center and I think it worked out great and I think the reason why is obviously because Courtney and David have such great chemistry and also like I was mentioning I thought what was really cool in this movie was you have someone like uh Parker Posey portraying Jennifer and I thought she nailed her scenes with Courtney Cox I mean she was hilarious and and you know it was this whole meta thing because she's like (laughs) still acting like gail in front of gail um steven would first of all would you think of that you know as far as you know having dewey and gail more up up front and center and having parker posey in my opinion it seemed like having parker posey take in a little bit of that vacuum left by nev campbell
2: yeah absolutely i i agree with kill on this I, i never i didn't really feel like cheated i guess is the right word I I, mm. I I thought the story was so good the characters they did focus on were they got my attention they kept me engaged and i thought they did a great job and especially uh parker posey definitely hands down my most favorite non-og character in the movie i thought she was absolutely fantastic i just watching her scenes still to this day just make me smile you mm-hmm. know and, and when she's like when they're trying to get when they're trying to get into the records room and and um, uh, Gail's out there, the real Gail's at the door and it's locked and she's like, yeah. and then she walks up, she's like, you know, my Gail Weathers would find a way. She like pulls yeah. her card out. It's like, this is just so good. <laughs> it was. Um, yeah. And that that was, it really was entertaining. You know, it was a great entertaining, you know, thing going on there outside of the tension scenes. It was a nice offsetting yeah. thing. I and agree. so, yeah. And, and of course, Gail and Dewey, um, well, I should say Nev and, and uh, Courtney Sorry, sorry, Courtney and David, my gosh. Um, <laughs> those two were married in this movie. In fact, when they started shooting, yeah. day one of shooting, they had gotten back the day before from their honeymoon in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. And that their first day of shooting was the set, the set show, a photo. I can't talk tonight. The set scenes there right, where the houses are at. And yes. if you look real closely at their skin tone, in those scenes compared to later scenes you will see the tan like they were they were almost burned from some of the sun they covered it up really well with makeup but you will notice <laughs> a difference if you look really close
0: especially courtney cox because yes. she definitely looks like she's more tanned she is definitely. totally yeah
2: in fact wes yeah. even made a comment he said they showed up for day one of filming and they're like oh okay Well, this is interesting. We've got tans going on here. We weren't expecting this to be the case. And so we got to figure out what to do. But yeah, but their chemistry, you know, they were newlyweds. And and it showed on their banter was so good. And and it was so real because their feelings on screen were their real feelings. So it's it's authentic. So I love, I just love that.
0: Yeah, it really did work to the the strength of the movie. Um, and Coriander and i know you you love galen Dewey too but but to kind of move to the next thing is let's talk about because obviously we got to talk about some of the other other characters we talked about jennifer but we got to talk about angelina and and tom and so forth but let's talk about the house explosion and how that all got set up you know what did you first of all what did you think of that scene or any particular thought that you have on it
3: i mean that was yeah that one was a Puzzling scene because with uh, what's her name? Is it you said Christine? Angelina. Yeah. Oh, Angelina. Yeah. There you go, man. I mean, like you say, at one point they all run out before you know every, the house explodes, and right. she isn't where the other three is. You know, she didn't get thrown by the blast. Who knows mm-hmm. what happened to that chick? Right. But I liked right. how even before that, you know, they were in the house and they were getting facts telling you you know this and they're like oh no well we should not stay in the house so they're running out but they're like we need to know what's happening so they go back in and it's back and forth and Mm -hmm. yeah it was like it was a great scene and like you said it makes you think that was there more than two you know because yeah how the hell did all this go down and yeah
0: right right. it was crazy yeah i mean and, and you do see angelina like right before the blast goes off, you know, she kind of scoots over to mm-hmm. the to the side and it's kind of like, hmm, that's kind of suspect. Now, the movie plays to that, and we'll talk about that in a second too because once that happens and the three, Jennifer, uh, Gale and Dewey, they tumble down the hill, and then of course, Ghostface is there and Dewey shoots Ghostface, he goes down. And then you have that funny, it was a really funny interaction. Again, shout out to Parker Posey again, because she's just freaking out on Dewey because obviously Dewey still loves Gale and so (laughs) forth and so forth. But then they're standing there, obviously Ghostface has, has crawled under the vehicle and left but then they stand there and they're looking like way off to the side and who's coming down the hill kill angelina (laughs) looking none worse for the wear what would it first of all what you think of this scene because even dewey acknowledged it talking about how'd you come from there or something like that he had said what would you think about that yeah i thought she
1: was sus (laughs) like i mean because she's she's so sweet you know as far as in 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 jack's position to the other actors to the point the other actors are like man you know she probably slit a bunch of throats to get that role out of fifty thousand girls (laughs) and and yeah she's nowhere near where the rest of them were so just like dewey it's kind of like well how'd you get over there why you know why are you over there and she's just all kind of like oh that was that was scary or you know right. it's like mm, all right you're, you're 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 one of the ones on my list of right. possibles right so, absolutely
0: yeah. uh, rmj saying i honestly never noticed nev campbell wasn't in that much of the film but the lack of kevin williamson's writing is really felt here yeah i mean there's some definitely some things from behind the scenes and we'll definitely get to that too um rusty saying parker's done some great work uh, she's a very eccentric actor she's perfect in the black hole series she really is a good actress i really do mm-hmm. enjoy her work i've always enjoyed her work uh we got uh, s gilman in the chat saying, best sequel all right there we go nice. hot take clinton saying if you think about it the parallels the movie all the other actors of stab had more screen time than the sydney actress good point good point tuba chat saying word up what's going on Mm -mm. (laughs) as gilman saying angelina was suspicious yes she was Uh, for good reason (laughs) yeah and, and so let's get to that to well let's get to the other scene that was really suspicious in the bathroom uh with sydney and by the way again shout out to how this was shot because you have these parallels of the first movie and so forth but steven tell me what you thought the first time you watched this movie when you saw Mm -hmm. that bathroom scene where angelina is in the stall Mm. yeah so i'm like first thing i
2: thought first thing i thought was why are you hiding when you're a woman in a woman's restroom Mm -hmm. like this is why are you hiding why are you hiding this doesn't make any sense to me of course we find out why she's hiding when when she opens the door and all of her stuff falls and we see the ghost face mask and cell phone and the souvenirs yes i I like to think of them more as tools of her trade (laughs) of what she's doing in the movie but yeah she calls them souvenirs at this point and uh and then what freaked me not freaked me out but what really got me in this scene was how she engaged with nev uh, you know as sydney i should say and she got these wild eyes on her man like almost the eyes like like, mrs uh, loomis yes (laughs) oh that was a a great thing too yeah she gets those big eyes like she's obsessed with sydney like Mm -hmm. she's like oh my gosh it's like she's met you know her idol of all time or something and right there all the bells are going off in my mind that this this girl is obsessed she wants to be her Mm -hmm. and maybe the world's not big enough for both of them anymore maybe she has to become sydney and help get rid of her And so all of my ghost face alarms went off. Well, they were already going off, but that one there really set them off big time and they never, they're, they're still ringing right now.
0: (laughs) Right. Absolutely. uh, You know, my
2: position on this, we'll get to later.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And Coriander, let's, let's talk about when uh, Nev sees the recreation of the house and she has the attack. First of all, what, what did you think of it? Any, any particular thoughts? And all obviously how the killer, who we don't know who the killer is yet at, at this point in the film, but how this killer really, quote unquote, gets around. I just, that's all I'm gonna say. What, what did you think of that short hander? <laughs> yeah,
3: I thought, you know, this production team was really putting effort in their set design and getting Sydney's house right down to the doors of her bedroom closet to her entrance you know the door to go into her bedroom and Mm -hmm. and yeah i mean and i keep on calling angelina christine right
0: wait a minute oh
3: no angelina angelina (laughs) (laughs) i know i don't know why i keep getting these (laughs) names messed up but anyway she's definitely shady because she's like she dropped something out of her purse and uh sydney was going to like hey you know and that's when she saw the set design and yeah it seemed like two of them were working together at this part if you ask me because right some weird shit like you say when he's chasing her and she runs into the house and then she's locking the door and then he all of a sudden is there and yeah out of the closet so I
0: definitely- yes That's a closet, Wherever it
3: was it, it was a closet. I thought it was a door from the outside. So the fact that that was a closet, yeah. Yeah. That that right there tells you that two had, had to have been working together.
0: Right, I mean, even if it wasn't a closet, let's say if it was an outside door because it's on stage or whatever. Like, when she runs away from Ghostface and she comes to the door, Ghostface is, you know, to her left, right? Yes. Now, if Ghostface goes around the back, there's just not enough time to do that, right? But if he runs yeah. around towards her right, she he has to go past her and then behind into the house and out of that door, which was, was a closet. It's just no way, man. And she would have seen him running behind her. And why would he do that? Why not just attack her if he's running behind her to go around? You know what I mean? What, what did you think of that kill? Did that hit you a certain way or yeah yeah because you know well well, for one i love
1: that they recreated her house like to to the smallest (laughs) minute detail Mm -hmm. and uh and i know for her for her character that was traumatic to see that you know uh and then of course to be attacked by ghostface in that house and so forth but yeah you know as as i'm watching it i'm wondering like okay seems like it's more than one killer (laughs) you know and uh yeah and and once once again that was a really awesome take to have that meta you're you're making the movie return to woodsboro you have the house she's in the house she gets attacked again by a ghost face so it's just this movie is just layers upon layers upon layers of meta and yeah yeah, I,
0: i loved it and you know the thing is when she when she you know obviously was was safe and Dewey comes in of course everybody comes around the corner you got Dewey uh, you got Patrick Dempsey's character playing the officer you've got Angelina of course comes around the corner too but I just wanted to say real quick before I give it to you Stephen, Nev Campbell again just in this small scene for me anyways the emotion that she was showing to Dewey the fear and the trauma and the stress in that one moment we're talking about you know whatever a minute worth of a scene but it was so believable and to me it it almost cemented in my mind why she was chosen to portray this character because she can portray Mm -hmm. a very tough character but also very vulnerable kind of like what echoing what you said too, uh kill and i just think it was a great scene and it just shows just the emotion of her and also dewey just trying to do whatever he can to help his friend you know but anyways but Stephen, yeah. same idea with you with this whole house thing are you are you buying that it was just one killer i know you're not but i just absolutely I just not throw it out there
2: no way and no way listen Wes, let's let's talk about this for just for a second and if i get too long night just say hey man we got to go and we'll move on but i'm gonna say that but <laughs> it's okay but i will say this remember who is making this film this this right. is not Joe Blow, who's got his first offer to be a director. This is Wes frigging Craven, okay? 30 years of doing this. This is a master class filmmaker. Well, we all agree this is a master Absolutely. filmmaker. All right? Now, why he has all the ability in the world to shoot this film any way he wants to shoot it. Mm-hmm. And he could have easily filmed these scenes where she, she gets attacked up on the set, and then she, like, stays up there for a minute and, like, gives, like you know, enough time for them, for this person to pop back up somewhere else. It could be done. Right. He yeah. didn't do that, right? He didn't do that. He he mm-hmm. deliberately shot the film in a way that we are having this discussion all these years later mm-hmm. that there has to be two killers and I think this movie is probably the most misunderstood movie maybe of his whole career because I believe, because remember the Weinsteins and I might be jumping ahead nice but, but the bottom line is, is that's okay, I'll, I'll jump there real quick. So, You know, this is the third version of the movie. All right. Short version. This is the third version. And basically the Weinsteins, he was going to have Angelina be the killer. That was the whole plan, the second draft. And they didn't like it. They didn't like it. The Weinsteins always had their hands in these films, which drives me nuts because they were trying to handcuff Wes through every single film. They did it from screen one through screen four. Yeah. So, yeah, Weinstein says, no, we don't want that. Do it again. Write it up. Do change it up. So, Wes, I'm telling you right now, Wes, what he did was, and it makes sense when you watch the movie. He said, no, this is how it's going to be, but I'm going to only give you one reveal. So I'm going to meet the demands of the Weinsteins, which is take her out as the killer, take mm-hmm. her out as the reveal, but I'm going to shoot this film just the way it's written, and I'm going to let my audience be, my audience is smart. They're going to figure out there's mm-hmm. two killers. It's going right. to be physically impossible to be one killer, and this scene illustrates it, I think, Probably better than any of them. Yeah. This this set scene.
0: It's like there's no way that he can run around that quick. Like, I don't care how fast you are. It's like, and and not only that, but think about this why do that? Why not just chase her? Right, right, you know, to the door or whatever, he would have been, he would have been fast enough to get to her when she was trying to get into the front door of the house. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Why even take the time to either run around towards her right or to right. run around the back? That makes back. absolutely no sense at all. No, exactly. I absolutely agree. He, I mean, again, Wes, this is Wes was like, "I'm going to do it my way." You know, yes. <laughs> I'm I, the master I, here. <laughs> I believe
2: it. I believe that's it, 100%. Knight. I think, I think Wes is basically telling the Weinstein's, "Here's what I think about you guys." after you know i'm gonna film the movie i want and what i'll do is instead of giving the angelina as the killer i'm going to either kill her in the movie which we see so so spoiler alert here so so roman could have killed her off so there's no loose ends or the second option is and you ever notice this about angelina's death which to this day i still talk about she's the only victim who he Uh drags the body off where he, he kills But Jen- also
0: making sure that before she's dragged off, mm-hmm. that Gail and yes. uh, it was Jennifer, right? Can that's see right. her. They
2: see her. Yes.
0: Right. And then that way, Leo. so the plausibility is like, oh well, she got killed, and right. we saw the killer drag her off. Y- yeah, I yes. think that's definitely like a little, like a little <clears throat> from good old West. <laughs> I think
2: so. I think so. And, and so you know, I think Angelina could have. She you know she could have been killed for real, or he could have killed her let them see it he drags her body off she goes to change into Ghostface costume to come back and for more right. attacks or check this out guys she could have left she could have snuck out and was going to a certain place to meet in Roman after it was done so Roman would come there after he killed Sydney he never shows up so she takes off and flees because she's an actor she flees she goes somewhere else she starts a new life that's you know whatever I'm just saying it's, it's a possibility. But right. there is no doubt in my mind, guys, that Angelina, in my mind, she was in the second killer, and Wes did have two killers, hands down. I think Wes air it to us, and a lot of times we just didn't catch it. You know, we right. didn't watch it close enough
0: to say. Well, anything. I mean, the thing to me is that, it, like I said, well, and I'll throw it to you too, Coriander. But to me, it's almost like there's there's no way that that one killer could do all the things that he was he was doing. You know, I mean, it's just physically, it's not possible. And I think that that's been one um thing that a lot of people were upset with when i first saw the movie that was the first thing that came to my mind too when the and we're jumping ahead guys but when roman was revealed the first thing i thought is what that's it and because even in my mind watching it and we're talking about back in in uh what was it uh uh 2000 you know what i'm saying coriander what what did you what did you think of that did you think that obviously that there's got to be two killers or either West just really was off his game on this movie what, what do you think
3: yeah just the fact that two wasn't revealed there definitely had to have been two
0: yeah you know that I, I like the way you just said that you know just because two wasn't two of them weren't revealed doesn't mean that there wouldn't be two exactly. that's a great way to, to word it too because obviously you know sometimes when we watch these movies we want all the answers given to us but maybe the, the answers all, always won't be given to us you know what i mean but um but let's let's get to the finale in, in the mansion i just want to get to the, some of the high points and obviously the finale is a big one in the mansion and also just a, a shout-out to Lance Henriksen, who, who was in this film, and also yeah. the late, great uh, Carrie Fisher, which, oh, which I was so happy yeah. to see. That scene was so good. It was great, man, and it, it got me a little emotional. And, Kill, I'll, I'll start with you. And also, did you notice in his office that there was this robot right by the window? And to me, that was like a little Easter egg for Terminator. And also, <laughs> on his couch... There was an alien a doll.
3: Alien.
0: <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You I see. see. Saying? But anyways, Kill. What did you think about this this great mansion scene? The mansion of Lance Henriksen's character, um, the you know Milton. What? Do, how do you think that that all played out?
1: It, it was a nice, uh, I guess, final arena. Mm -hmm. you know uh because you had all of the actors that were there you also had ghostface you know calling Sidney saying hey you know dewey and gail they're here you you better come uh also this was really smart with the metal detector yes like i i loved that scene and i loved Mm how nev got over
0: that scene yeah both (laughs) of them were smart (laughs) he was smart for, for using it, yep. and she was yes,
3: smarter.
0: Yes, She was smarter. Right? She, yeah. she 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 showed him what he wanted to see.
1: Like, okay, all right, I'll throw it in the pool. Yes, I got I got another one here. But hey, um, oh, yeah. but 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 yeah. But what I really liked was, uh, you know, Sydney. She goes into this knowing that you know it's a trap. She knows that okay, I might die, but my friends are there, and I can see them through the glass. They're there. Okay, let me go in here. And once again, you know, like we had said earlier, how this Sydney feels very mature. Mm-hmm. In this sequence, this Sydney was not playing around. She she went in there, and of course, you know, Roman, you know, kind of does the typical bad guy spill of let me tell you my life story and how you wronged me and mm-hmm. and this and that. And at least in my opinion, for this one, this this ghost face really had some stakes and a grievance yeah you know and 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 i love how pretty much this movie and one come full circle yeah good point e, you know and 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 he kind of lays it down and they don't they don't dwell on it too too much but he's you know spoilers guys he's 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 her brother you know from a, a, yeah. a an, another dad and he was scorned by her. She didn't want anything to do with them, and so, mm. you know, it, it drove him batty. <laughs> you know, yep, uh,
3: he wanted but, Sydney's life. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Or or he or he just wanted to be acknowledged by the woman that he had tracked down as his mom. Right. So mm-hmm. you know. So I, I guess it, it, to to sum up, because I could talk about this final scene forever. Yeah. I loved it, and I loved the mental chess game that's being played by both of them because they are both very smart with what they're doing and poor lance you know my, mm. my man lance is just kind of collateral here <laughs> right. you know yeah. so yeah
0: but yeah i mean it, it was a pretty cool reveal and i'll get to you in a, in a second steven but you know it was a pretty cool reveal i liked it now as and we were talking about this before we went live as we said you know the original idea was to have the second killer they they scrapped that the idea before all of that was to actually, and I, and I know Steven's going to be so happy to even hear these words being <laughs> said, was to bring Stu back. And Stu was going to be the mastermind. Um, yeah. It's been well-documented. Matthew Lillard, you know, he talked about it that he was contracted to reprise his role as the antagonist. Um, right. But of course, unfortunately we had the whole thing with Columbine and so forth and so forth. So, given all that just as background when you first saw this movie steven and we get the reveal of roman what did you think how did that hit for you as the reveal of the ghost face well it was a it was a shock honestly to me that that this was
2: a brother i'm like oh hold up okay i did not expect that Mm -hmm. and then when we see that he's the mastermind behind scream one this whole Mm -hmm. event starting was his cause. And it shows them the footage where he filmed her mother, or their mother, remember, and mm-hmm. with, with Billy's dad at the motel going up there. I'm like, yes. look at this, man. So he, which is really interesting because he, that means he was, he went to Woodsboro in the Scream 1 timeline and got with Billy, figured it out. They did the whole thing and set it up. I thought it was a brilliant full circle kind of thing. And, yep. you know, it just, it just was not a, not something I was expecting whatsoever. Uh, to see in the in the reveal
0: yeah
2: um and i think like you when i initially watched the first time now i was also we were conditioned for two killers we were yes for two reveals i should say right we, yeah. we, we, we go into it We say okay now who which two is it going to be yeah. and when there was only one i was like oh i w- okay I, I kept waiting like wait is there going to be one more little scene where it's going to pop out of course after really considering the movie and thinking about it more it became clear there were two killers I won't go back and repeat all that but but for the first time only I'm saying yeah but I thought it was a great reveal I liked Roman I think he did a great job as Ghostface I think he was he was pretty savage man and yeah. you know, when Lance Hendricks is there he's like oh, he's begging for his life and if I could just say one last one yeah. quick thing on that on that moment you know, think about this. Throughout the entire movie, the one person in power outside—I'm not talking about Ghostface, Ghostface—but in power of the studio is Milton. He controls the—he's the, the right—he's the studio head. Yeah. And so, what happens? You go to his house where he has the power, and he is made utterly powerless in his own domain. You, you strip all of his power away to the point where he's begging for his life, mm-hmm. offering Roman anything he wants. Name the budget. Name yeah. the full script approval and, and, and you know final cut and then of course roman says i already have oh, yeah, it and then we have the, the slice of the throat and one little side story just a, a backstory on that scene uh lance henderson said he was prepared to be stabbed there he did not expect roman or scott foley the actor to throw him down Mm-hmm. And you know Lance Henderson's not a young guy at this point, and right. so <laughs> what happened was right. So at this scene, uh, after he throws him down, they actually had to assist him. He had a major back threw something out in his back. They oh, actually, wow. The poor guy, oh, he, wow. yeah, he had to have assistance to even get wow. off the ground. And Aww. so, just a little backstory for Portland—he was, wasn't prepared for it, and he landed wrong or something. <laughs> that yeah, sucks, Isn't that awful? Yeah, and I, I gotta say, night. <laughs> yeah. I know we're, getting, we're wrapping up, but I have to say one thing about that house that, that they were filming in, mm. which is also the same house was which, which was filmed H2O was in. That's the school that H2O was in. So if you ever watch Halloween H2O. You'll notice that hallway where Angelina's running down. You'll, you'll see, you'll recognize all the archways and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: I have to say one thing Wes talked about on this movie is that that house used to be some like girl uh, home for girls' assistance for unwed mothers who were pregnant and stuff. And mm-hmm. this is like years ago, decades ago. And apparently they said they actually had to shut the thing down because they were having, they were girls that were keeping it in the basement and they were being mistreated like like abused and stuff so the government authorities local authorities shut the place down and oh, so wow. that's the history of that house and so west said that during the filming there of this house that those secret passageways that we see he said a lot of those are real they were actually in the house they they, they did have to manufacture some for the movie but he said a lot of those secret passageways were actually in the house real real deal and he said the crew was constantly coming to him saying they're hearing voices in the house when they're filming I the scene. They're hearing noises. They're hearing yeah, banging, that's creepy. Hearing... <laughs>
0: Dude,
2: yeah. He was like, I'm like, man, it was like it was like a horror show making the horror show.
0: You know, like oh talk yeah. about screen, screen Houses Yeah. What yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: They that? do it's crazy, whether it's
3: supernatural or not. Right, right. right.
2: Yeah, and that, and that was directly from Wes's mouth too. I'm on that's not hearsay. He was like, yo, they actually. They kept swearing they're hearing voices when they were trying to film this stuff and set up stuff in the house. Right. Creepy stuff, man.
0: Well, I mean, it definitely had great atmosphere. I mean, yes. you could tell that was a really good that was a really good scene. The whole mansion mm-hmm. scene was fantastic. Yeah. But, you know, for me, again, the reveal, it was a good reveal, but it felt like there was something else. And obviously as we know, it was meant to be something else as well. Right. Yes. But coriander as we finish up here you you know with scream 3 out of the original trilogy this one obviously had the lowest approval rating it had a 40 percent approval rating whereas one and two were both i believe in the in the 80s the high 80s um do you think that this movie is unjustly misunderstood that's that's my only question real quick and i'm i think yeah okay did you enjoy this one as much as uh, one and two? Or, or <laughs> I didn't know the same? I could
3: get into it more. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy this one more than two. So, oh, yeah. Okay.
0: Nice. All right. Okay. Um, Kill for you. Do you think that this, this uh, film is is unjustly misunderstood? Yeah, and I have to agree with Coriander. I enjoyed this more than two as well. Like there
1: was just a, 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 a funness to this one yeah. just with the whole meta of these actors portraying these characters yeah. and especially parker posey it, so like i i, I don't know it, it, it's just something about this one that i feel it
0: gets a bum rap it, it was it was a good entry in my opinion i i i totally uh, agree and, and rusty was saying very misunderstood he says i like this more than two and four all right and horror man's in the chat too um what's going on man can, but steve yeah go ahead. can
3: i just say too i love how sydney's wearing the uh, fraternity mm-hmm. letters that was it derek that gave her and yes, two yes because that just shows right there that those two did have something and mm-hmm. it's so sad that he got killed
0: yeah, i know man his might have been one of the, other than randy maybe one of the more more sadder deaths in these first yeah. you know first three movies yeah. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, good call on that. And it was nice. And they really showed it. It was right there, right in front they of you. They did. Couldn't, you couldn't miss it. A lot no? of
3: scenes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely. Uh, and, and Stephen, for you, I know – I obviously, I already know the answer. But you obviously enjoy this movie as as well. Sure. Okay. Yes.
2: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a great movie and completely, completely misunderstood. And I think the reason it gets such a low rating and a bad rap, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. is that people – are assuming because there's not two revealed killers that there were only there was only one killer, and I think that if people would would just view it and just look at the, what Wes put on screen for us, look what he's showing us, he's making it really really clear. And so people come at it saying, "Oh, it's not as good because there's impossible there was only one," and they're missing the fact that they're right, and that yeah. it's, it's a brilliant film. It was actually I call it rebel filmmaking. For what Wes did to the studio, he's like, I'm I'm don't care what you say, I'm doing this film, I'm the way I want to do it.
0: And so, and only a, a person with his type of clout would be able oh, to do that and, yes. and do it in a way that he could get away with it. Because, yeah. It's like uh, over their rarely, heads. <laughs> yeah, you ra- you rarely see that. I mean, you know, Carpenter uh, you know, has done that type of thing and obviously Wes, Cameron as well. Um, but you have to be at that level. Not only just as a great filmmaker, but also you got to be smart how you do it. But I also want to say too, uh, S. Gilman was talking about on the trilogy box set that it doesn't show Angelina on the casualty list. And that is so true because I've got, I don't, do you have that box set, Kel? No. Okay, I do. And that's so true. And it's almost like, you know, those are little breadcrumbs. But anyways, Mm, I'm not going to keep going on and on about it. Everybody knows about that. But my opinion as we end on out, I think this is a great movie, and I will say re-watching it, because I hadn't seen it in a couple of years, I actually enjoyed it more Mm -hmm. than I did back then. And of course, we're watching these in in order to talk about it, but yeah, this is a good movie, guys. So if you have not watched Scream 3 in a while, check it out, have an open mind, and just kind of see what they're showing you. And I think that you can definitely find some more enjoyment in it. But that's all we got for scream three guys we're going to get ready to jump out of here but we appreciate you guys hanging with us in the chat if you guys watching the replay please give the video a like that would help support the channel help support the video so that other people can see us and also if you're not subscribed please do that'd be great and uh steven thank you so much for joining us we're going to be talking about scream four next next week so that's going to be great awesome um, thank you very much interesting things that go into that as well so Love it! Mm -hmm. All right, guys. So we'll catch you guys later. If you're watching this, if you're listening to this, you are the Night Watch. Peace out, guys.
3: Peace. Catch.